he spoke, the holdover from wearing braces during his adolescence. He was soft-spoken, a family trait, though by his build one might have expected more of a growl. Why exactly did you come along? Daggett asked Backman. I wondered when we would get to that, Backman admitted, blotting a drip of sweat from his double chin. Backman was a bookish man with a receding hairline and chapped lips. He tended toward shirt collars a size too big and suits a size too small. You're not debriefing him. I am. Backman conduct an interrogation? Impossible. It was like asking Ty Cobb back into the batter's box. Daggett gripped the wheel tightly in frustration. His Casio read Mun 813. Backman said, I suppose you think I'm trying to steal your thunder. You do all the legwork, I do the debriefing and take the credit. That's not how it is. He struck a pose, imagining himself a heavy, but this attempt also failed. Daggett was thinking, to come all this way, to within a mile or two of finally interrogating Bernard, and now this loaf taps me on the shoulder and steals the dance, again. He and Backman had long since parted ways. Trust formed the cornerstone of any relationship, especially FBI agents working the same case. Daggett would never trust Backman again. A year earlier, Backman had pilfered a file from Daggett's desk, hand-carried it to a special agent in charge, and claimed credit for its authorship, a file that connected Bernard with the little-known West German terrorist group Der Grund. In that one move, he had effectively stolen eighteen months of Daggett's life. Afraid it might backfire on him, Daggett had not attempted to correct the injustice. Authorship of such files was difficult, if not impossible, to prove. As a direct result of this stolen credit, Backman had been promoted to chief of the Foreign Counterterrorism Squad. The man was nothing but a lazy, unimaginative parasite who grew fat on the hard work of others. Over the past twelve months he had developed this into something of an art. Everyone in the C-3 bullpen now took their files home with them out of habit. When the chief of C-3 had climbed into his car thirty minutes earlier, Daggett had experienced an immediate déjà vu. The more things change, he thought. How many times had they ridden together like this? It seemed like ages ago. Despite his assertion to the contrary, Backman was here for only one reason, to claim credit for the apprehension of Bernard and any information gleaned through interrogation. Daggett plotted a way around this while Backman wheezed in the seat next to him and lived up to his reputation as the human pork belly. Backman knew little, if anything, about Bernard and hadn't conducted an interrogation in at least a year, maybe longer. Nineteen minutes, Daggett said bluntly, wanting some action. Neither of us is going to debrief him if we don't get him off that plane. He yanked on the door handle. He could run a mile in seven or eight minutes. He ran every morning of his life. He could escape on foot and conduct the interrogation himself. He had no intention of watching Bernard's plane take off overhead while he sat trapped in a car breathing in Backman's body odor. You wouldn't want to miss a chance to get court, would you? 
the fat man asked. Daggett pulled his foot back inside and shut the door. The dome light went off. He felt chilled. You're the one who gave us Bernard. You deserve to hear this. He nodded at Daggett with something like respect. The heat was obviously getting to him. Fat people had more trouble than most with the heat. The Germans raided Der Grund last night. Daggett felt wounded. This was not the schedule he had hoped for. This had been his investigation, and now it was running away from him. They didn't get caught, Backman added in a voice filled with regret and failure, yet tinged with a hint of apology. Daggett nodded and coughed up nervous laughter, and along with it, a bitter taste at the back of his throat. Blood or bile.